0: Greetings, and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it's time to bring the orange with a returning guest, probably my favorite guest, and actually, I'm always going to butter you up, and, and and probably one of the better performing episodes, Stephen Foskett from Gestalt IT. Welcome back, sir.
1: Excellent. It's great to be here, and, and of course, I'm also your favorite guest.
0: You, well, yes, of course, of course. Not going to be one of those <laughs> others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh we last spoke at, uh, Piers Accelerate back in Austin and yep. covered all the great new announcements and everything. Uh, what are you in town for? We're actually here at the mothership in Mountain View. The mothership. Yeah. I kind of call it that every once in a while. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, well, spread I'll...
0: across five different buildings, you know, on, on Castro here.
1: So it's not really the mothership. It's, it's sort of a like bunch the, of the Armada. Yeah. It's the, ar- oh. it's the pure ah, Mata. I like it. Okay.
0: The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Um, uh, I
1: wouldn't go with those. Yeah,
0: probably not. Right. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they met a a, a a difficult it end. It was a
0: challenge, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, so we're here uh, for we're doing Storage Field Day this awesome. week, and um, and we're also meeting with some uh, some companies that we know, including uh, this orange company right here.
0: Thank you for coming by.
1: And yeah, so that's what we're that's what we're working on.
0: And you're just recording some other pods and doing some other things, putting some media out there.
1: Absolutely, we just uh, recorded an episode for the On Premise nice. IT Roundtable podcast. Gosh, I love
0: that. I mean, we covered that when we talked a few months ago too, and and now I actually. I actually really point that. out. I think I hit you up on Twitter a couple times yep. too when I found interesting things. You know, kind of point those out to you. And well,
1: add. I think that um, I think that probably your readers, some of your readers, are currently having a heart attack because I just said on premise. So um, that's actually the the thing. The podcast has a premise.
0: Yeah, it does have a premise. Yep, but if we were running computers here, we would be running them on premises.
1: Yes, and we recorded on premises, so we just recorded it on premises right here uh, on our premise. And our premise was that Hadoop is dead, and that led us to thinking about other things that are yeah, dead. Yeah,
0: and we were going to talk a little about just technologies that are dead. And I think we're going to go with a zombie rating. Yeah, right. So for for folks listening, more zombies means it's closer to more dead, or or really really dead, right? Like like uh, horse and buggy. Horse and buggy is for a example, lot of zombies. For example, would be like four and a half out of five zombies, like super, yeah. super dead. But Hadoop, how about summarize what, what you just covered here with with some of the other folks around yeah. Hadoop? What's yeah, your take on that?
1: Uh, well, I, I don't want to say that there was one hundred percent agreement, but uh, I'd say that the agreement was that Hadoop is at least maybe two or three zombies in. Um, you know, I say maybe two zombies, maybe and because it, it's not quite dead, but it it, it looks like it's not going to be long for this world as a as a thing. You know. As a thing, I
0: feel like I hear about it though quite a bit, even though its yeah. a two zombie two and a half three zombie rating, but yeah. why how did we get to this point
1: well we were Where, uh we were in a, an analogizing it to like OpenStack, which yeah. is of course not dead either, Mm-mm. but is um certainly not the future. You know what I mean? You look at it and you're like, yeah, the future that we hoped for that's just not going to happen there. Was and Openstack
0: ahead of its time a little bit. Yeah, well, I think a little bit of that or or have things evolved?
1: It was a camel. It was a, you know, designed by a committee and it did everything for everybody. Um, You
0: just have to go to one of those conferences to see that it was designed by everybody and
1: and to do everything. And 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 it seems like Mm -hmm. to me, it seems like the more often you get a product that was designed by everybody to do everything, the more quickly dead it becomes.
0: Why does open source work then?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think open source only works when you've got a benevolent dictator who's deciding that, no, it's not going to do that. It's going to do this. underlying
0: the open source things, there's somebody there that's controlling as opposed to just a wild, wild free for all. Yeah. Um, with, with no, can I say governance, I guess, kind of, um, well, no dictatorship, dictatorship, benevolent dictatorship. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, what happened that what's taken the place where, where, where are people going outside of Hadoop? Because it feels like ten years ago, it was like I just go into meetings and it was like Hadoop this, Hadoop yeah. that, and we're gonna go. It was like it became a verb, mm-hmm. right? It became like Uber or you know Kleenex or things where they lose lose their brand. It was like we're just gonna Hadoop it.
1: Where it go? I, I think maybe the rubber's just hitting the road, and I think people are realizing that uh, you know one tool doesn't work for everybody, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's true with a lot of these things as well. Uh, you know, deadness uh, tends to come when you, when people assume that, that this is the solution to all problems or that this is the ultimate thing. So, you know, oh, Hadoop, well, that's the ultimate answer to the big data challenge. Well, no, it's not. There's a million different things that you need to do to handle, um, you know, large data sets or large numbers of queries or, you know, there, there's all sorts of things you need. And I think that, that, that coming up with a single answer is just never the answer and so um you know I, I i certainly see a lot of companies uh taking direct aim at hdfs especially and saying like okay well maybe you like some aspects but i bet you don't like hdfs and i bet our thing can do that better and object storage you know as a back end you know seems to be what a lot of people are talking about yeah, so
0: yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely
1: and and of course, object storage isn't. I mean, nobody would say that object storage is the ultimate solution to big data problems. Mm-hmm. It's just a solution to that problem. Right.
0: Right. Well, or maybe that's the the trend. Right, is that other things came out around it, and it's not the be all end all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Other dead things.
1: Oh, there's too many dead and things. I say, Let's
0: do mainframes. We were just chatting about yeah. that before we started recording because that's an interesting one. I had a a former colleague who left where we were working, um, big red company up the up the uh, peninsula here. And he left for, and he worked in Iowa, so really super interesting. But he took a job uh, doing mainframe for Big Blue. Wow. And he would just drive to Omaha and drive all around those states in the Midwest. And I called him after about a year, and he said, this is the greatest job I've ever had for sales. I just show up, and we sell new licenses. We sell new options, new features, things, and then you know, kind of take off. So it, and it's out there. Yep. And it's not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's really not. Um, you know, I like to make the, the joke that um, the reason that United bought Continental is because they wanted a 20-year-old mainframe reservation system instead of a 50-year-old mainframe <laughs> reservation system. Um,
0: and I have some insight on that from my prior roles, knowing yeah, yeah what they, yeah.
1: And maybe I'm wrong, Lots maybe it was 30 or 40-year-old, but, yeah, you know. It had
0: only been 30 or 40, but, you know, I mean, we were, they, I think they were trying to get to open systems.
1: Yeah, well, they're not going to get there. No. Yeah. Uh, but And that's the truth. I mean, the thing is, you know, mainframes, they work really well, and they do really well. And frankly, a lot of businesses, I mean, basically the entire world runs on mainframe applications and is going to for a long, long time. I was uh, just saying there was a, something in the news about Google supporting mainframe applications in the cloud. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, that that took a zombie off right there, you yeah. know?
0: So, I mean, we were thinking that that mainframe was like a, a two out of five, not very dead, but it's like maybe it's a half or yeah. maybe it's a one. One it's a, zombies out of five.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of zombies there. Now, no. some things, I mean, some things are going. And um, certainly if um, if you and I decided to have a new startup, um, you know, our first point wouldn't be, oh, well, let's go to the IBM rep and get ourselves a yeah, mainframe. Let's go buy a, yeah, let's go invest so in a giant mainframe. From yeah. that point, it's dead-ish. But that doesn't change the fact that that the entire world runs on it.
0: Yeah, and it's sticky, and it's there, and it's it's going to be there. Um, I just wonder about the the software aspects of it, right? I mean, there's still some legacy, really legacy software things. Like, are people going to school and learning some of those old languages? Like, how do you deal with with those old those old software languages? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people retiring who know, or the only ones that know how to do that thing at the company. Like, where does that talent come from? Where yeah, do you absolutely. think there's a bunch of 20-year-olds who are going to go, well, that's an opportunity. I'm going to go learn COBOL.
1: Honestly, they should. Yeah. Um, if any of your uh, listeners are smart uh, and are young and <laughs> want an opportunity, that would be actually a really good opportunity. But, you know, that being said, so, you know, like my brother-in-law, he, uh, that's his thing. He uh, does, like, old obsolete computer programming yeah. languages. My son, shout out to my son who's in college, uh, he's not learning COBOL.
0: No. What is he learning?
1: Um, they're doing a lot of Python okay. and, um, you know, obviously Modern C plus plus, but, uh, yeah. you know, um, you know, they, they teach them rust and, um, Java, a lot of Java in college now. And, uh, just because it's a nice prototype language. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, Python has really taken on, um, in the whole data analytics space. Um, I wouldn't have predicted that I was a Pearl guy. Uh, yeah. so, but, yeah. uh, but man, Python's everywhere. Why is that? I have no idea. I think because it's easy. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it just does the job, and I think people really like that. Also, there's a lot of great um, libraries uh, for big data in Python. So pandas, look up pandas. Look up pandas? Okay. Look up pandas. Right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like pandas, honestly?
0: Everybody loves pandas. It's so cute. How you not like that? Yeah.
1: They're yeah. not bears, though, no, no, in my opinion. No,
0: no, definitely not. No, the Python thing's funny. It actually jogs my memory about a former colleague here that um, he was a really technical guy. And he used to write Python scripts to automate the update of our roadmap slides in PowerPoint, to which I kind of went to him one time. Wait, and Python to PowerPoint? Why don't you just use PowerPoint and delete the word and rewrite the word? Yeah. So he would go into his scripts and then it would auto update from the scripts. I think it was just making complication, you know, for something to do. It was just to, to find extra time to do coding instead of just using the delete key. But
1: you know, people—not um, to throw cast aspersions on your colleague—but um, <laughs> people it's have a remarkable guy. ability to invent stupid things, and um, and I think the world is full of that.
0: It was uh, there's a, there's a clever line. No, there's a fine line between clever and stupid. I think is. Uh,
1: That's a really it, nicer it is, way to say it, man. man I sound Spinal like a jerk tap. now. I actually okay. have
0: to give credit to Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a good line. All right, so we we close out with maybe a half zombie out of five on the um, mm-hmm. on the mainframe. How about tape tape libraries?
1: Oh, see tape. I I think tape is, uh, you know, like the mainframe. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that's not going to be your first choice. You're not going to say, oh, let me get let me give me one, one of those tape drives. But oh my gosh, it's everywhere. Um, it you know, my, my my good friend Mr. Backup uh, Curtis Preston, uh, fellow podcaster and uh, all around bon vivant. Uh, would uh, absolutely agree that tape is totally not dead yeah. and is so not dead. And it, it's funny. It's, I think tape is the dirty secret of cloud providers too. If you go in their data centers mm-hmm. you, and and if you had the ability to find it, you would find an awful lot of tape in there.
0: It's really going to be well hidden.
1: Yeah, it, but it's going to be well hidden. It's
0: not modern technology at all.
1: Yep. Yeah. So tape is totally not dead. Um, and uh, you know, our friends, uh, my friends at Spectrologic, uh, you know, they they still sell you know, massive, massive amounts of tape and uh, they're, they're doing great.
0: Well, it's got some great properties when it's not in use, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, it's not consuming any power when it's not being accessed. So that's kind of a plus.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. And, uh, and anyone who's seen Solo, a Star Wars story knows that even in the future, the empire will store um, all the Death Star plans on tape.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: What was that Rogue One? Oh, that was Rogue One. I'm That's sorry. Rogue One. That's okay. Yeah.
0: That's all right. Let me push my glasses up a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank go. you very
1: much. Yeah. Now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> okay. No,
0: you're not. Sorry. Yeah, that was a bad. bad show by me as a host to show you up on the Star Wars thing. But yes, it was kind of interesting that it was a tape that got pulled out on that. Um, so what? what's our zombie rating on that?
1: Oh man, I give tape uh, at most one zombie. One zombie, so it's yeah. still there. It, it needs a zombie because obviously, like I said, I mean, it's not like it's the thing anymore, but.
0: You get at least one zombie if people kind of go, oh, tape, tape is dead. Yeah, you know, if, people if people think people just you're immediately dead. immediately react and go, oh, and they'll just say it's dead. Yep. Um, we don't have any really high four or five zombie ratings. What, what are some of those things that are just, like they're just stone cold dead?
1: Um, well, uh, token ring. Um, oh there you go that's, that's five <laughs> zombies uh so dead that nobody uh yeah no no totally totally dead totally totally dead um you know i was uh uh unfortunately i'm sorry casting aspersions on cdmi which is something that i really loved that uh, sneo was working on and that has not really taken off now theoretically it still could um but you know i gave that a couple uh, that would that deserves at least a few zombies a few zombies um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great things. Um, SIFS, SIFS oh, gets yeah. all five zombies. Okay. Um, no, right. actually it only gets four zombies because unfortunately a lot of IOT garbage still uses it, but, um, SIFS yeah, is dead. Uh, but SMB lives on, yeah. um, which is SIFS, uh, uh, once in future, uh, self. And so, you know, SMB gets no zombies because even Apple uses it as their file protocol now zombie free smb Um, zombie free smb yeah all the zombies go to SIFS. that's Uh, right (laughs) (laughs) yep uh ap uh, yeah afs apple's file sharing give it give give it all the zombies it's dead apple doesn't even support it anymore um yeah. yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of dead things a lot of not dead things how about microprocessors do you do those um you dabble more in the storage thing. Oh well I I, I, could try. Microprocessors? I could try. Um well uh TransMeta. I'll I'll give a throw out to my, oh, my pal, wow. Rich Stra- straffolino yeah. who loves TransMeta. I remember that one. Yeah. Dead Dead. Um you know, uh surprisingly risk is not dead. dead. Risk is not dead um,
0: I am a risk guy, a former, a recovering risk guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's still it's still out there. Well, certain forms.
1: Right. Yeah, there's the what's the, the, the Western Digital is doing that uh open source. It was a so, is it risk Is it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's um that looks actually alive. Like not like totally not dead. So there's that. Um Itanium is dead. All the zombies to Itanium. A lot
0: of zombies to Itanium.
1: Um, yep, all the zombies to Intel Xeon Phi. Yep. Um Intel killed it. Um, you know, so AIX? Oh <laughs> power somebody's probably still using AI, AIX. AIX out no, there. Yeah, we see yeah. it, we we see
0: it. No, but uh, oh, power power Sorry, power is I still meant there. power and I said AIX the yeah. Yeah, power I is went still OS there instead of processor, yeah. Yep.
1: I've seen people actually using that in in various uh, products. So I know there's
0: a bunch of spark out there too. Yep, absolutely. Um, run the gamut.
1: Strangely enough, still Spark. Yep. I wonder
0: if we run into any DEC Alpha out there too. The best, the best processor ever made, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, for, I'm from Massachusetts, so yes, the mm-hmm. DEC Alpha was a was the the local yeah, Massachusetts yeah. processor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good times. Good times. It's
0: always fun to look back. How about looking forward? Looking forward. You get to talk to a lot of people and and a lot of different companies, which you're you know here in town doing. Um, what are what are two or three interesting trends that you see coming our way in the next couple of years it's very much a put you on the spot question I know if you don 't have anything that's okay you know, right 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 at the front of your head but uh um, you got one or two that would be interesting
1: yeah, well, a lot of people are uh, still trying to crack the the nut of how to do storage in um in the cloud that mm-hmm. doesn 't happen to be. Object stores. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of questions about, I mean, obviously, you know there's a huge uh, possibility for object-based cloud storage um, and and a lot of people are doing it, and it looks great. But what about for that other stuff? And I think there's a lot of still questions there. Um, there's a lot of questions about um, different types of distributed storage. Um, you know how do you how do you support various applications, various kind of big data applications with different types of storage, different storage protocols. Um, you know things that need to work with little files or big files, or you know things that need high performance or massive scale or flexibility and you know locality and you know so on. Um, I'm still waiting for somebody to crack the nut on how to uh, basically have self-describing data that you mm. can have that will live on and have you know metadata associated with it and have that travel. Um, with the data in a useful fashion, um, you know, so there's a, certainly a, a, lot of, a lot of things going on. There's also, frankly, a lot of work still being done on kind of mundane things like Flash, um, which, you know, I mean, you think, oh, we got that solved, but no, there's actually still a lot of stuff going on there. Um, obviously, storage class memory, yeah. um, you know, Intel's um, Optane and, um, you know, the, the kind of split with Micron, um, I can't wait to see where that goes yeah. and I know that there's a lot of stuff coming there uh, I uh, they certainly don't tell me what's coming but um, you know that's pretty exciting um, so yeah there's some there's some interesting stuff out there
0: yeah the optane stuff seems to be proliferating quite yep. a bit quite a bit out and around
1: and you mentioned microprocessors mm-hmm. um you know it's really exciting to see um, you know all these ma- many core processors yeah you know bazillion cores of arm or x86 Um and then there's all the specialty cores. I think Intel actually did a really nice job at the developer day in uh, I think it was December um, where they kind of laid out like four different types of processing. Um, and you know so they've got you know like, like the the traditional CPU and then you've got like the GPU and you know matrix processing and FPGAs and all this kind of stuff. It was really kind of interesting to see how Intel's approaching the processor roadmap and what's going to happen there um so yeah there's a lot of lot of really cool stuff happening in the industry and even if you're a nuts and bolts nerd like me
0: yeah yeah the processor thing to me as an old processor guy feels a little back to the future though because it's it's almost like and i don't know how many years ago i don't want to be totally inaccurate with it but it seems like everything was super specialized Mm -hmm. right and then we went to this whole era of you know general purpose general purpose general purpose and boom we're now back to where of all these different specialized things just because you've got the transistor real estate and you can do so many different things that you choose to do.
1: Absolutely. Right. And, and I think that we've seen in in IT generally that there's a swing, constant swing between yeah. gener, you know, general purpose and special purpose. And just when you think, you know, oh, this is one, that other thing has got a lot of zombies building, you know, <laughs> piling onto it, um, we swing back in that direction again for a good reason. And like you're saying, yeah, we're absolutely going to special purpose. Um, you know look what look look what apple's doing with their a series processors yeah. i mean they've got you know ml um engines you know basically you know matrix uh multipliers built into the a series processors now um you know that pretty much does it all
0: yeah yeah absolutely well and you brought it full circle with the zombies thing so that's probably a good a good time for us to uh to to close up here and and i'll let you guys get on your way got good dinner plans tonight or
1: Absolutely. Or, we're kicking uh, off uh, Storage Field Day with dinner tonight. Oh, yeah, that's yep. right. So that's, yeah. What uh, are you guys going to be eating? Uh, I'm not going to say because you might show up. I guarantee you I won't. Oh, no, I'm just teasing. No, actually, um, uh, just a little shout out. We're actually uh, going to be at the, we stay at the Plaza Suites Hotel, which is right here in Santa Clara. Uh-huh. And they, their restaurant is one of the best restaurants really? in Silicon Valley. Their chef is this young guy. He's amazing. And it's bizarre to think that some little hotel has a really great restaurant. So, what's the name
0: of the restaurant and the chef? Um, I god, I don't even know what the out? name of the restaurant is. It doesn't, it doesn't it's, the
1: restaurant the it's the restaurant at the Plaza Suites. The restaurant at the Plaza Suites. Prime. It's called Prime. Prime, it's called, Prime. Prime. It's called Prime. Like Amazon. All
0: right. All right, Prime at the Prime at the Plaza. So if you're yeah. here in the Bay Area, yeah, absolutely, and you want to check out a hidden gem, yep, um, head over to the Plaza in Santa Clara and check it out. Well, I hope you guys and have tell, a, them, tell them, tell I said hi. Great I. meal, absolutely. <laughs> um, anything else you want to plug? Anything you want to plug? The website um Other well actually yeah we're uh you know we're, podcast
1: we're doing some uh some stuff at uh gestalt it uh we're uh we've got the podcast of course but um if people want to listen to something interesting uh, every week we're doing the rundown with uh, rich straffolino and tom hollingsworth where they go through some of the it news from the week uh so that's every wednesday awesome. um and i think a lot of people don't know about that so give it a listen
0: perfect love it well thanks for the time today appreciate you uh squeezing me in amidst the the other podcast recordings and other things that you were doing thanks army for uh for setting this up as well and uh, maybe we can do it again next time you're in town
1: absolutely well you know what they say the dead don't die the dead don't die
0: good job I love the zombie rating thing. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to, I know, that's going to work. We're going to have to come up with that rating every time we do something. Maybe a good, a good format for the pod. Well, thanks everybody for listening and uh, thanks for subscribing. Please uh, do tell a colleague so we can keep spreading the word about the Pure report. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Stephen Foskett. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back, something might be gaining on you.